I was reading in Inc. Magazine, 93%, 93% of New Year's resolutions have failed by January 21st. <laughs> wow. I can believe it. Which, you know, right? And, and how many times have you ever set a New Year's resolution? That, that's basically a goal without a vision. And so there's actually two steps before setting goals. You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Welcome, 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 Azria members and Arizona listeners. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you guys being active listeners and members of the Azria community. And for those of you that are not active members and you're just a guest, we invite you to come on and be a part of the community. We have open arms welcoming you to be a part of the family. So on today, we have a very, very special guest. This is a special edition, a very special edition. We have the coach of coaches. We have the leader of leaders. We have Sean McGlosky that's going to be presenting with us today. And me and Mike Delpreet were very, very excited about this opportunity to speak with you on today, Sean. But before we do that, Mike, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful, man. Thanks for asking. All right. Mike is wonderful. We can't tell by the tone of your voice, Mike, yeah. but I think you're wonderful. <laughs> I, I, I'm great, man. I know it's right. I got to get better at... Uh... <laughs> you're fine, man. Well, let me go to, to Sean's um, next uh, class that he got, the, uh, the speaking one. <laughs> that's right. Alan told me about the speaking one. So That's I'll, right. I'll that's right. So. There you go. There you go. So guys, I'm excited. Mike is excited. We have Again, the coach of coaches here, we have Sean McGlosky. If you are unfamiliar with who he is, I don't know where you've been, but again, he hails from St. Louis, Missouri. He is the president, high-level coach of the leadership boardroom. So today we want to talk briefly about being a leader in a highly successful business. So those of you that are getting started and you have these grandioso ideas, you have these big visions. Well, Sean is going to tell us how we can tailor that to make sure that our family is balanced with our business balance. So Sean, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, man. Thank you guys for having me on this interview. It's going to be fun. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I know I didn't do your intro any justice. So Sean, introduce us for those who don't know to Sean McGlosky. Well, man, first of all, you did a great intro because yeah, I was great. thinking, is he's talking about me? This is me. <laughs> uh, no, man, I, you know, just a quick background. You know, I started flipping houses back in 2003. I've actually been out to Azaria to speak at least three times over the past seven or eight years. And I'm looking forward to coming back. I started flipping houses in 2003. My gosh, within just probably four years, uh, you know, I had a lot of failures, of course, in the beginning. My first house I lost $86,000 on that I didn't have, almost quit. Uh, but I kept going. And after about maybe four or five years in the business, I had flipped more than 300 houses. And around that time, there was people in St. Louis where I live that were asking me to coach them and say, you know, hey, we see you flip a lot of houses, show us how to do what you do. And so I took on my very first coaching student back then, a guy named Jeremy, and his first year of doing a coaching program, it didn't even exist. I just took him in under my wing. Dude goes out and makes $1.1 million his first year. Wow. 
which is impressive. However, second year gets a divorce and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What happened here? You know? And so, and then I'm finding this is a pattern that's starting to happen with other students too. It's like they're, I'm taking on a couple of students now. They're really making great money, but I'm teaching them how to run a business the same way I was running a business, which required me to work 70 or 80 hours a week. And it sucked. And so it sounded great. Everybody wanted what I, they thought that I had, but they didn't know what it took to do those types of deals in a year. You know, we're flipping 80 houses in a year, which, you know, for some people is nothing. For me, it was a lot. And when I'm teaching other people how to do that, I literally almost quit coaching because I thought I'm, I'm coaching them right into how, how to have a really profitable business and a really miserable life. And I, I didn't want that. So Obviously, as a coach, if you want to see some different results for the people that you work with, you got to start with you. And so I stopped for a little while. I revamped everything and I came across this this word that sounds cheesy and corny and it's overused, but it changed my life. And the word is vision. And for the first time in my life, I built my business around a vision for what I wanted my life to look like and a vision for what I wanted my business to look like. And ultimately, what I found is that the business is should be designed to serve life right it and it shouldn't be the other way around but what i found is in the entrepreneurial world almost everybody when i say almost everybody like 99 percent of people have this wrong where they build the business and they say i'm going to sacrifice everything until one day the business gets to a certain level and then i get to have a great life it's like well good luck you know first of all if that works out great then someday you might have a life but you know most entrepreneurs i know work at least 40, usually 50, 60, 70, sometimes 80, 90 hours a week. And it's like the very thing that you built to give you freedom is the very thing that usually takes it away, your business. And so today I help people no longer do that and uh, get their act together and build a business that serves them. And so, you know, it's kind of a long introduction, but that's how, that's a short version of how I got to where I am today. So today I do coach a lot of national coaches, people who have large coaching organizations. I coach a lot of national speakers. If I said their names, many of you would know who most of these people are. And uh, and I have the privilege of doing that, not because I'm some uh, crazy, awesome expert at all this stuff. I've screwed it up so bad. And I've seen these patterns over and over of people who screw it up that are quote successful in business and they've become failures in other areas. And so my goal by coming to Arizona and sharing on this podcast and sharing with you guys is I want you to have both, man. Have a great business that has a great life and they serve each other. Not that they're in perfect harmony and balance because I don't think that happens for too long. They're always going to be a little bit out of balance. But the bottom line is one should serve the other one and it shouldn't be personal serving your business. It should be your business is serving your personal life. Perfect, perfect, Love perfect. It. So what do you think is that 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 one big mistake that, successful business owners make to where they get basically out of balance or off kilter where they're spending that 70, 80 hours in their yes. work and you know <laughs> taking for granted their wife and kids and the family and things like that. Well, you know, I, I've dealt with so many people over the years. Some of them have this grandiose set of dreams for what they want their business to do. And they, they believe this, what I believe is a lie that's been taught to us, certainly very much so in the last five, six, seven years, but the, the words hustle and grind and, you know, there's a national speaker out there right now that his motto is work your face off. And it's like, <laughs> really, is that, is that why any of you got into business so I could work my face off? Right. No, you got into business so you can have freedom and yet very few businesses have the freedom that everybody wants. As a matter of fact, most people are, there's a, an old saying that I heard, business owners are the only people crazy enough to go work 80 hours a week for themselves so that they don't have to work 40 hours a week for somebody else. And it's like, well, 
how, how's that work out long term? And so the biggest problem that I see is a couple things. At first, the simplest answer, and people don't like to hear this because it's too simple, is they start doing these things without a crystal clear vision. And again, corny word, but we all have gone to goal setting seminars or heard that you should set goals. And one of the interesting thing about goals is people think they work. Goal setting does not work, not when it's goal setting in and of itself. There are steps that need to happen before goal setting. Otherwise, you're never going to hit the goal. I was reading in Inc. Magazine, 93%, 93% of New Year's resolutions have failed by January 21st. <laughs> wow. I can believe it. Which, you know, right? And, and how many times have you ever set a New Year's resolution? That, that's basically a goal without a vision. And so there's actually two steps before setting goals. The very first step of that is vision. And so you say, well, I'm going to show you guys how to do this when I come into Phoenix. But basically, it's a, a process of there's a four stage process. And the first stage of it is just dreaming. Like if my life could look any way I wanted it to look, if I could just wave a magic wand, it would look a certain way. How would that look? And let's identify there's 11 different categories for that. There are 14 different categories for business. And you say, man, if I was doing my ideal business, what would I do? Not just what would make money. Right, that's important, right. but that's a the, making money is like the sixth filter down on my list of filters on whether or not I'm going to pursue something. The first one is, am I going to love it? You know, does it fit my unique genius zone, which we can talk about today? Mm -hmm. um, is this an area that I'm gifted in? Is, is this a potentially profitable business? You know, what is my team going to look like? Do I want a small organization? Big There's a thousand questions that need to be asked. And you may not know the answer to all of them, but if you can start to formulate a vision or dream for this, then we can start to build from there. And so that's why I'm coming in town to, to show you guys how to do this. And we're actually going to do it in a workshop where I'm not just going to teach you how to do it. We're going to do it together. There so uh, I'm coming out to show you guys that at the Azria meeting. And then we're doing a three-day event in December also, which we can talk about later. But uh, where we're physically going to do this stuff. You're going to come to the workshop and we're going to leave there with your plan of action, your vision all figured out, how you're going to get there. And you won't know every single step, but you'll know at least enough to get started and at least enough to point you in the right direction. But that's the biggest mistake people make. So, so let me just give you one example of this. Sure. I went to a very, very high level mastermind group, mastermind slash little training. This was about two weeks ago down in Tampa. One of the gentlemen, uh, there was a lot of national speakers there, a lot of information marketing guys and gals, high level coaching people, really, really like most of the people there make seven figures and up. Okay. And one of the guys was touting from stage. He was very impressive. And he was saying over the last couple of years, he has sold more than a half of billion dollars worth of his product. He wow. personally sold a half a billion dollars. Wow. And everybody was hearing this, you know, giving him standing ovation. Well, I was one of the speakers there. And so I got to have dinner with some of the speakers that night. And so I was talking to this guy at dinner and I said, tell me about this. A half a billion is insane. Like, tell me about your workload. What did that look like for you? How long did it take? How many hours mm -hmm. a week did you work and so forth? Because I like to know the real details, you right, know, right. half a billion sounds great. Well, what, what did you give up to get that, right? Mm -hmm. And so come to find out the guy was on the road for 96 weeks straight without a day off. Wow. Yeah. He has a family and kids at home. Mm -hmm. Now, not much of a family. His kids right. have no idea who their father is, but he sure sold a half a billion dollars worth of product from stage. And so I look at that and I go, well... That sounded different when he said it from stage. It sounded really good. But when I found out what it took to get it, I was like, first of all, you couldn't spend a half a billion dollars in your yeah. lifetime. H how much does your vision even cost? Mm -hmm. It's not as expensive as most people think. I have one of the more expensive ones of anybody I know, and it ain't that much, you wow. know? 
And so what is your vision? How much does it cost? What really needs to be put in place to make it pull off? And then what are you willing to give up to get it? Because you certainly don't have to give up 96 weeks of your life to get it. And, right. and so when I say the biggest mistake is people have no vision. This guy had a goal and he hit his goal. His goal was to sell a half a billion dollars worth of product in two years. And he did exactly that. He worked two years straight never taking it literally didn't take a day off he mm -hmm. said my day off was supposed to be wednesdays but i worked probably 95 percent of the wednesdays i was supposed to be off because i was see, on the road i might as well see right. i would by the way i would like to look at that that's why i'm excited for for your event because what if he stood up there and said hey i didn't see my kids for 96 weeks yep. he got that ovation <laughs> that standing ovation yeah right like yeah that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm a terrible like, father. Uh, what do you think, guys? You know, but here's the thing, too. Now, in his case, he actually hit the half a billion in sales. Mm -hmm. But what if it didn't work? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I see that all the time where it's like, you know, I see it happen where it did work. And then people go, man, I hit my goal and I, and I don't feel the way I thought that I was going to feel. For example, I coach Very another true. guy who I started coaching last year. And this guy had a goal to get 200 rental properties by the time he was, let's see, 35. And he got 200. And wow. then he said, well, I got 200 rental properties, so why don't I pay them all off and I'll get them debt free? And so he made another goal. So he got those debt free by the time he was 40. He paid off 200 houses in five years. It was really wow. impressive. Wow. And then he goes, well, if I can do 200, I can do 200 more. So let me do 200 more all debt-free from the start. And he did that. I think that took him till the time he was about 47 or so. And then I, I met him about a year and a half ago. And he said, man, the market's changing. I feel like we're kind of getting near the peak of the market. So I think I'm going to sell all my rental portfolio and just cash out. So he did that last year. Now, wow. Great story, right? The guy's got 400 free, and these aren't like $20,000 properties. These are minimum $100,000 properties. He got 400 of them free and clear. So wow. he hit a great goal, right? Dedicated most of his life to doing this, sacrificed a lot of soccer games, time with family, no hobbies anymore, all these things. And then, you know, hits, let's say 50 years old, roughly, sells all the properties, sitting on more cash than he could ever spend in his life. And he came to me for coaching. You know why? Because he wanted to kill himself. And I was like, dude, what you're, yeah. you want to kill yourself? Why, why do you want to, you have everything you could possibly fathom. But his identity is so wrapped up from, from a younger age until yeah. now, he's always known himself as the guy trying to get to X amount of free and clear rental properties. And if he's not doing that, he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't have any hobbies, doesn't have any friends, doesn't have a family life that he wants, but he knows how to run a business. He knows how to get free and clear properties. And so he literally came to me. I need coaching because all I can think about is I have no purpose in life and I want to take my own life. Wow. So, so let me ask you this, Sean, because I think with what comes with vision is purpose and knowing yes. what success truly looks like, because a lot of people equate success with dollars. But like you said, this person had everything that he wanted, but yet that wasn't a successful life if you wanted to end yourself, you know, so yeah. I just don't understand why people don't listen to more people like you, Sean, and say, okay, well, let me outline my vision. And my vision shouldn't just be tied to, you know, a balance sheet. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the reason I've seen in teaching this stuff for 14 years now, the younger people tend to think some version of, well, that ain't going to happen to me. And I'm willing to be aggressive right now. And I'm only going to do it for a certain period of time. And so they believe, well, that'll never happen to me. And I get that because I would have done the same thing. But the truth of the matter is vision isn't really taught anywhere. And if it is, it's most of the time it's this foo-foo, 
you know, sit around a campfire and sing Kumbaya, kind of a weird vibe to it. You know what I mean? It doesn't have strategy. And so when I started putting this stuff together years ago, I was like, no, there's real strategy that goes behind developing your vision. You just said a really important word. I'm going to show you guys a slide when I get to Phoenix and it shows how to break all of this down. The biggest, if you're looking at a target, the biggest out, outer circle of the target is purpose. That actually comes even before vision. Yep. And I haven't gone there yet, but you just said the word, which is awesome. Then from there, once you know exactly what your purpose is, which is not easy to figure out, Absolutely. then you say, okay, well, let me put together a vision for what I want my life and business to look like. And from there, then it goes down. A couple steps down from there is goals. A couple steps down from there is now action items. A couple steps down from there is now your to-do list. That I decide what I'm doing today based on an, an, an outside-in approach. It starts with purpose, down to vision. Then there's the goal setting. Then there's the action items. Then there's my to-do list. If there's things on my to-do list that aren't taking me closer to where I want to go, then I need to get them off of there or I need to learn how to say no to them and so forth. It's like, remember the old Disney movie? I think it was Disney, you know, the really old one, the Alice in Wonderland and Alice is walking down the, the little brick road and there's a cat sitting at a, a crossroads in the road. And she looks at the cat and she goes, question, which direction should I go here? And the cat said, well, where do you want to end up? Yep. And she goes, mm -hmm. I don't know. And he goes, okay, then either path will get you there. Either path, either path. <laughs> I love that one. Man. Right? It's like, yeah, that's the same thing. So the vision is setting out the path. And my, my, one of my coaches puts it really clearly. He says, he says, what happens the first time you walk down a path that's not a path? You know, it's, when you're walking through the woods and there's no path, there's stuff in your way and you're sort of carving out the path. But when you walk down that path every single day, it starts to get a little bit worn, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you start to see that the, the trail opens up and it starts to become more obvious. And that's exactly what we're doing here. We're doing that in advance. We're seeing all these things in advance of them happening. I'll show you exactly how to do it. It's a simple process. All of you can do it, even if you've never done it before. And when you do it, I, I hate, hate even saying this because... <laughs> You know, I see miracles happen. I see things, I see transformations and change in people that take months that they would have thought would take 10 years. So, so for like, so I'm guilty of this. Like when I first started for, so I could probably speak on a lot of real estate investors. This yeah, isn't yeah. like, come, come and learn how to fix and flip and, and make a hundred grand. Yep. And, you know, it's, you know, when I first started, it was like, I need to get money in my pocket. So I'm going to all these classes, all these seminars, all this learning, learning, learning. And it's always mindset in the beginning. And I was always like, just show me the money. I need to get the dollar in my pocket. Yep. You know, I don't want to know the mind stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, so what, what, if you're listening to what Sean is saying, there's some words he keeps repeating, coaches, vision, simple, right? Like it, that's what it is. I mean, this is really a simple business. Your vision is super important. It's before all fixing and flipping, swinging a hammer, raising money, all that stuff. And, and always having a coach. I did 30 deals my first year because I had a coach. Nice. You know nice. what I mean? So, yeah, um, yeah man, I just wanted to, you know, so how do we entice that person that thinks, hey, I need to get the money? I don't want to hear the, mm -hmm. right? So what do we say to that? First of all, I get it, man. When I started learning some of this stuff, yeah. you know, when, when you're flipping 80 houses a year, which was, that was a lot for me, you know, there's debt associated with that. There's expenses. I had an office. I had a staff of 17 people. I mean, there's real, stresses yeah. that come mm -hmm. with that. And my expenses had gotten pretty high. And so I got to a point where I have to flip X amount of deals a year just to survive. Right. And so now it's like, you better perform sink or swim. Right. Yeah. And I, and I did okay with it, but it, it came with its fair level of stress. Let me back up. 
you know, when you're broke, it's hard to say, show me this vision stuff because it seems like a complete waste of time. But let me tell you why this is really important. The second stage that we're going to go through out of the four stages is called know thyself, know thyself and know thy team. And what that means is we're going to do some exercises, one of which is called the unique genius zone, for example. And it's where you figure out what are you really good at versus what your neighbor is good at or what the guy sitting next to you or the gal sitting next to you is good at. All of you have different skill sets, different temperaments, different things that you're exceptional at and things that you just flat out suck at doing, right? And so let me give an example where this shows up in, in business. My first deal that I lost $86,000 on, there was a number of reasons that I lost $86,000, but that was a rehab. Now, this took me a while to figure out, but I suck at doing rehabs. And the reason I suck at doing rehabs is because I am a horrible manager. I'm a great visionary. I, I can lead, but I am not a manager. And those are two completely different skill sets that I thought were the same. And so I am not good at managing contractors. Matter of fact, I have a tendency to believe in people more than they've shown me I should believe in them, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And, uh, and so I, when they would tell me they'd have a project by a certain time finished or whatever, I would believe them and I wouldn't put safety measures in place to make sure that they matched up with the protocol of what we had agreed to and so forth. And so I got taken advantage of quite a bit. Now, I thought that is certainly something that I could improve with over time. However, I am not naturally gifted as a manager. I am naturally gifted as some, at some other things. And by the way, my natural area of gifting is not 4,000 things. And, and it's not for the, pretty much everybody I've coached. People think, well, I can do all kinds of things. Yes, you can, but it doesn't mean you're really, really good at all of those things. So for example, when I did this exercise, the Unique Genius Zone, I got feedback from a bunch of other people for the first time other people telling me what do they see that I'm really good at. Yep, Matter of fact, yep. when you guys come, when you guys come to the event, I will give you the wording for all of this for free. Just come and I'll show you what you send this to at least a dozen people and you ask them, tell me what I'm good at. I've got all the wording for it. I'll give it to you guys. But when I got these responses back, <laughs> there were some patterns of what they said I was good at. Not one person said Sean is a great manager. Not one person said Sean is fantastic at accounting. I'm not. I can do accounting. I would rather draw a hot bath and slit my wrists than do accounting, <laughs> but I can do it. You know what I mean? And, and so I can do it, but would I be serving myself or my community or my vision or certainly my own happiness if I was sitting in an office doing accounting for eight hours a day? No. Matter of fact, it's so outside of my unique genius zone, but I was so broke in the beginning that I thought I can't afford to hire an accountant to do anything for me. And so I would try to do it myself. And what I would try to do for myself that took me, let's say 15 hours of work, when you add up the procrastination, because I hate doing it, the yep. learning curve of trying to yep. figure it out, the art of actually doing accounting, I could have paid an actual accountant for 30 minutes of their time to accomplish the same thing. It took me 15 hours. And even though I didn't have the money to do it, it's like, where could I have used my unique genius zone to work in those 15 hours to generate enough money to not only pay the accountant, but lots of other things too, and create profit and all kinds of things. And so stage two is really important. You got to know yourself where enough, well enough to know where you fit and where you don't fit. And when you do this, let me tell you something. I just discovered this unique genius zone thing probably six years ago. Sean, Sean, not to cut yes. you off. Yeah. I want to, what I want to do is I want to take a brief break and hear a word from my sponsors because this Perfect. genius zone is very, very key. It's very, very important because even me just listening to you, I'm like, God, that is me. You know, <laughs> that's me. That's me. That's me. So let's take a brief break, hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. A supporter of today's Azria show is Azria Business Associate, Boomerang Capital Partners. 
Faircoin as the best flip and lender, providing financing solutions to help fund your next fix and flip project. For more information, visit boomerangcapital.com. All right, Sean, we are back from break, guys, and I'm with my co-host, Mike Delpreet, and we're interviewing Sean McCloskey. And Sean, before we left, you were talking about your genius zone, and that was really resonating with me because as an entrepreneur, you feel that you need to take on all of these multiple assignments because you feel that, hey, no one else can do it like me when that's actually a fallacy because there are other people out there that work as an accountant and that's their genius zone versus you just trying to get something done. So, you know, kind of expound on that a little bit for me. Yeah, man. I'll tell you when I did this exercise for the first time, I got, I sent this little letter that I'm going to show, I'm going to give you guys access to the same wording that I used when you come see me at the, the meeting here next month. I sent this wording out to, you're supposed to send it to at least 12 people. I sent it to 17 people. And these were different types of people, friends, family members, friends I've had for two years, friends I've had for 20 years, coworkers, people I used to work with, my wife, you know, my brother and sister. And the purpose of it is to say, hey, I'm trying to figure out what I'm really good at. What are my unique abilities that you see that I do exceptionally well, better than anybody else? I don't know what they are, please help me. And I was kind of scared to send this out because I didn't want people to go, you know, I don't have time for this or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I sent it to 17 people and I got back 16 responses. What I found is people actually enjoy sending this back because I'm not asking them to tell me everything I suck at doing. That would have made them uncomfortable, but I'm asking them to tell me, help me figure out what I'm good at. And so yeah. I found that they actually enjoyed sending this. And some people sent you know, two or three sentences and some people sent two pages of stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed when I did this is I noticed a common theme. Throughout every single response, I started to look for patterns. Are people saying some of the same things? I mentioned this before the break. Nobody said accounting, right? Nobody said, uh, my gosh, you know, doing rehabs and managing contract. Nobody said that. They did say things like communicating, sharing a vision to a team, teaching, speaking, and things like that. And those themes kept coming up. And as I looked at that, I thought, what percentage of my business Am I currently spending doing these things that they're saying are in my unique genius zone? Which, by the way, I didn't even believe that I was good at those things that they were saying I was good at. And so this was interesting for me to hear this feedback from them. I thought I sucked at those things. I was my own worst critic in those areas. And so as they said, I said, what percentage of my business am I actually spent? My If I looked at my calendar and how where I'm spending all my time, what percentage of my time right now is being spent in my unique genius zone? And the answer was less than 5%. Wow. Less than 5%. And I thought... Well, hmm, I wonder if there's any correlation to this and why I've been kind of miserable lately and why I'm not excited to get up in the morning and why I'm doing okay, but I'm not doing anywhere near what I feel like my potential could be. And I said, I'm going to see if I can change this. Let me just do a little experiment and let me see. Like at the time, I didn't believe you could spend 100% of your work time doing your unique genius zone. I've since changed that thought since then. But I thought, what if I could have, let's say 50% of my working hours spent in my zone? What would that look like, first of all? I started to dream just a little bit. Well, let me fast forward real quick because I know we're on a time crunch with the podcast here, but I implemented that. I said, I'm gonna get to 50% of my time spent teaching, perhaps leading, and, and maybe not doing all the things, but leading, communicating, speaking, teaching, coaching. And I said, if it's not one of those three, four things, I'm either going to outsource it or I might just eliminate it completely and say, I'm not going to do it anymore. So I made some major changes over the course of the next 12 months. I multiplied my income, which was already pretty good. Like I said, this was just five or six years ago. 
I multiplied my income times four in a year. And that story is not uncommon at all. Since I've been teaching this stuff ever since then, I see this happen with people over and over. And forget about the money for a second. I mean, the money is great to make four times the income. Who doesn't want to make that? But you fast forward a year and it's like, I was no longer having to force myself to get out of bed in the morning. It was, it's almost like my role and what I was doing was getting me out of bed. It didn't require energy for me to do it. Matter of fact, today, primarily what I do is speak, coach, and teach. I work with really high level people. I help them through some of their challenges. I run mastermind groups and so forth. And I teach what I learned from these experiences at events like at Azrio that's coming mm-hmm. up. Yep. I show you guys what the best of the best are doing right now. And for that, it's become a seven figure a year business. It's very simple. I literally run a seven figure business with one employee who, by the way, doesn't work wow. 60 hours a week. He never works more than 30 hours a week. Most weeks he works between 15 and 20 hours a week and he makes really good money. And by the way, I don't make him work more than I want to work. So that's why I have him set up at the schedule we do. All of that came from vision. I am operating in my unique genius zone and I love it. And I literally, this sounds really cheesy. I don't feel like I work anymore. And I, and get, I, you know? I, can, I can definitely tell Sean, because even talking about it, you know, you present this, this different energy because you enjoy doing what you're doing. And a lot of yes. people, they don't do that. Even those people that say, you know what? I want to be a fix and flipper. This is what I think I love to do. And once they get into it and they understand, wow, I have to do all of this work. Yes, yes. I love the money, but I'm losing time with the family. Yes. You guys, I'm, I want to tell you one quick thing about that real yeah. quick, because you guys are a perfect example of this. When I went to this high-level mastermind group a couple of weeks ago, I had to have my vision and my unique genius zone up in front of me on my computer the whole four days I was there. The reason why is because I would hear all of these stories of these guys and these gals just kicking butt and taking names. Some of them are doing uh, seven and eight and nine figures, and I'm only doing a measly seven figures. So I start doing this stupid thing that we all do where I compare myself to them or I go, man, Mm -hmm. I'm not working as hard as that guy. I could be doing way more, you know, and there's an old saying that comparison is the thief of joy. That's exactly what was going on. I started to, it started to rob me of my joy while I was in that room, but I had my vision up. I had my unique genius zone up in front of me. And I was like, wait a second. Perfect example of this is one of the gentlemen that was up speaking was talking about how he fills his events and he does lots of internet marketing and so forth. And I'm sitting here looking at this and I teach events and I thought, man, I want to change more lives with these. And so maybe we should do more internet marketing. But the truth is, I don't want to do internet marketing. I don't like it. I'm Mm -hmm. not very good at it. Now I could hire a team and all these things. But instead of me hiring a team and doing internet marketing, what I've done is I've partnered up with guys like you Mm -hmm. who already have an audience. And you. so just so you guys know how this works, I have partnered this whole event where Azria has powered the whole thing. So they get the venue, they get all you guys in the room. I get to come and do my thing, which is my unique genius zone. They take care of the logistics of things. And we're running this whole thing together. So I don't have to be a great internet marketer. They're excellent and really skilled at all of those things that I'm not very skilled at. And so I get to come in do my thing and teach. And then when it's all said and done, you know, with all respect to you guys, they're breaking down the projectors and the, and the <laughs> microphones. Don't, remind, the don't remind us of the work. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, hopefully you guys have people on your team that that is their unique yep, genius yep. so forth. And some people love that stuff, but my gosh, it helps me come in and do what I get to do best. And I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And you guys can do this too, but keep in mind, nobody in there said I was a good rehabber. No wonder I lost 86 grand on my first deal. And so the original question was, how do you not just chase the dough? And Mm -hmm. I get it. 
but somebody else's dough isn't your dough. Mm -hmm. it, it ain't the same thing, right? And so just because somebody else has built a really profitable accounting business doesn't mean I should build a really profitable accounting business. Does that exactly. make sense? Yeah, totally, man. And so since we're talking about the event and everything, so yeah. just put it out there. It's Monday, November 8th, right? So yes. that's the 19th anniversary uh, for Azria as well. So it's gonna be a great night, the anniversary celebration. Sean will be our special guest speaker. So it's gonna be at Venue 8600 in Scottsdale. So make sure to be there. And is on the 8th, is that where you're going to be able to give that phrase away for everyone to ask their friends and family and colleagues? Or is that the Yes, now that I've offered that, i got to figure out how to get it to them. But I'll do that with you after we get off this call. <laughs> <laughs> I know, or you can just you know, tell us on the 8th, right? you got to come and see. That's you. cool. You know? Yeah, you know what? We'll do something like that where when you're there, I'll put something up where maybe you can scan a little QR code or something. It'll be right sent to you right there. That'd be cool. Yeah, there we can do go. something like that. And then from there, then December 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and yeah, second, third, and fourth, so, you're going to come back to Phoenix and you're going to do the business vision workshop. That's correct. Yep. So yeah, definitely. So if you have any questions for Sean or you want to get to know him a little bit better before you make that decision for the three-day event, be there November 8th, see what he has to say. So, so yeah, come November 8th, because listen, you know, anymore, I think time is your most valuable asset. And if you're even thinking about coming to spend three days with us, you come see me on the 8th. I can almost promise you, you will spend three days with us. This process, you know, we get taught this stuff all the time that like, oh, this this product is going to change your life. And it's like some dishwashing detergent. And it's, it's a bunch of crap. And we all know it. This process will change your life. And I, I say that I'm not holding back at all. Like this thing has changed so many lives. Uh, you wouldn't believe if I started saying some names of the people that I coached this process, most of you would know who many of these people are. They're national celebrities and speakers and all kinds of stuff. It really, really impacts. So, so go on your calendar, yep. just tentatively mark off November 8th, December 2nd, 3rd and 4th, just yes. put them on hold and come on the 8th. So what, will, what, what are you going to talk about um, on the 8th and maybe jump into a little bit what you're going to talk about during the workshop? Yeah. So on the 8th, I'm going to take you guys through, you know, I think I only have maybe 90 minutes to talk on the 8th. So I'm going to take you through a, a more of an overview process of what the four stages are, the four steps to creating business vision. And okay. so we're going to start with the very first aspect of creating the vision, your unique, the, the knowing yourself and knowing your team, all of these things are really important. Then we're going to identify where we're at today and we're going to start to come up with a plan on how we're going to actually pull that off. Where do we get from where we are to where we want to go? That will be more of an overview. When, when those of you that decide to come to the three-day event, this is where it becomes a workshop. And so for three days, I will work you through that process. We're going to do, we're going to answer all those questions. We're going to do the work right there in the room. I got a workbook about this thick that we're going to fill out while we're there. That way you don't leave with a bunch of homework that you're never going to do. We're going to work it. We're going to do it for three days. I have three of my top coaches coming in with me that are going to co-teach certain aspects of it. And then I even have some of my high level coaching students that will probably be joining us and they might teach a session or two as well. Now, oh, great. let me caution you on something. People hear, oh, you're bringing in other speakers. You must be selling stuff the whole time. No, this is a workshop. We're not selling stuff the whole time. We're going to get to work for three days. And so come prepared to work, well-rested, but we're going to get it done while you're there. And my goal is for you to leave with your vision cl as clear as you can get it in three days. It may not be 100% crystal clear. You might have a little bit of thinking to do after you leave there, but I want your vision to be clear and I want you to have a plan on how you're going to get from where you are to it. And if you do this, let me tell you something. Life 12 months from now can look completely different than it looks right now. I don't care if you're broke. I don't care if you've been doing this business 20 years. I don't care if you already love what you do. I don't care if you're burned out or you have no idea what you want to do. You go through the process and you're going to make some decisions and it'll rock you. 
in a good way. And the good thing about it is, you know, a lot of people try and get prepped for 2022 on January 1st. You yes. guys take action now, November, December. That way, mm -hmm. when a new year rolls in, you're already working in that genius zone. You already know what you have to do. You already know what goals and objectives that you're trying to hit. So right now is a good time to start wrapping your mind around this. Sean is the perfect person to help coach you and facilitate you through this trans transition. And I'm excited. I'm really excited about all the dates, you know, November 8th, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. I want to see everybody there because you can't complain about where you're at if you're not going to do anything about it. So come on out. This is your opportunity. Totally agree, man. Totally agree. And, and the thing I like about it too, you know, it's it's one thing to go learn a bunch of stuff and then you got to go implement. I turned this into a workshop for that reason. You, you should see, when I say I coach some of these high level entrepreneurs, you should see how incapable most of them are at any follow-up whatsoever. It's like everybody has good intentions, but we all get busy and, we, and yep. you might as well, I have a whole section that I teach called stop lying and be honest. And it's like, don't tell yourself you're going to do it later. You're not going to do it later. Get it done while you're there. So that's why it's a workshop. We're going to work while we're there. Uh, we got breakout sessions that we're going to do. Um, I'm going to make you a slightly uncomfortable while you're there with some of the questions that I ask, but it's going to be really worth it. And and if, you, if you're willing to do some of the work while you're there, man, the rewards are crazy. Yeah. And, you know, two Sorry, things. Yeah, it's something they're uncomfortable, right? Like that that's where you learn, right? When you're putting yourself outside of your comfort zone, that's when the real magic happens. And if, if I could share something, I, I hired a coach a few years back, maybe like five, six years ago, paid a lot of money for it. And the one thing I, I say to this day is I had this person in front of me to learn a whole new level of thinking and business, and I didn't take advantage of it. Mm. You know I, mean? I didn't ask enough questions. I felt I was always like a little nervous, like, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to do this. You know, I was yeah you know so i always regretted that so i think three days with you are we going to be able to ask questions on of the course air? yeah okay. matter of fact one of the reasons that i'm bringing in some of my higher level students and a few of my coaches is because i here's kind of the format what i'll do is i'll come out and i'll teach a session and then you guys are going to after i teach the session how it works you guys are going to get to hear from one of my examples of either a student of mine or one of our coaches who have done what I just taught and lived it. And they're going to share their story of how they pulled it off. That way you've got not just me, you're hearing from some real life people who are going to show you how they did what we taught. And it might be slightly different than what I taught because their circumstances are a little bit different, but you'll see a real life example. And then stage three from there. So one is me teaching, two is the speaker coming up speaking, and then step three would be now it's your turn. So what are you going to do about it? now is where you're going to start filling out your workbook and answering some questions and making some decisions right there. We rinse and repeat that cycle multiple times over the course of the three days. And what I love about that style is it locks it in. You know, you've now heard me teach the concept. You've heard somebody else, not just me, get up and share how they implement it and turn it into real life. And then now you're doing it too, making some decisions. You leave there with a plan. Let's get it going, you know? Yep. And I, and I want to speak directly to the listeners. Guys, take advantage of this opportunity. This, this is going to sell out. It's, the room is going to be standing room only because this is quality information. This is quality content that everyone needs to take advantage of. So we want you to be there for your own benefit. Believe me, I am going to be there because there's some things that I want to learn, some things that I need to transition into going into 2022. So 
if I'm going to be there, Mike's going to be there. Another other high level investors are going to be there. We implore you to come out. I mean, I'm begging you to come out, not because, and then the price is, I don't even want to get into that because it's ridiculous. You know, the value is definitely there. So you guys go to asria.org. That's asria.org. You can find all the information there and uh, yeah, come up to us, speak to us. We're very friendly people and get your questions answered. Can I share with you one thing real quick? There's, I want to share with you who's coming to help co-teach this with me. So one of the guys, Chuck Bauman, to give you an idea, ran a hundred million dollar a year company and he quit about five years ago, turned in his notice. It wasn't his company. He was the president of this organization for many years. This was a huge, if you've ever seen anybody who has a, any kind of like a scuba gear or air breathing tube, you know, those big uh, tubes that like some older people need to breathe oxygen and so forth. This is the company that makes all of that equipment, almost all of it for the entire world. And he ran this entire business, quit it because it didn't fit his vision. He's coming to teach at this event. He's happier than I've ever seen. I've known the guy for probably 12 years. He's happier than I've ever seen him in his life. He's living his vision now instead of just focusing on building a company. Second guy is coming, a gentleman named Craig Fuhr. This guy's flipped more than 500 high-level rehabs. And when I say high-level rehabs, these are significant rehabs, six-figure rehabs and up, some really, really high-end stuff. He knows this business inside and out. Another gentleman that's coming is my brother, Mike McCloskey, is coming. He's going to share some of the Know Yourself session with us. He's going to bring us a tool that you guys are going to all get access to called Predictive Index. That is, you all are going, if you, if you choose to do this, you all get to take what is the most accurate personality profiling test on, I I should say survey. It's not a test. It's a survey. Most accurate in the world. It is the only personality profiling survey on earth that is legal to use in the hiring and firing process because it's that accurate. All the other ones are not accurate enough to legally use. If you use them, you could get sued and you may lose and it may cost you your business. This is how accurate it is. We're actually, for those of you that come to the three-day workshop, we're giving you a predictive index survey for yourself. And if, if you're bringing a spouse, you do that for your spouse, your teammate or whoever else too. And we're going to go over your results at the three-day event. That alone, you can't even get unless you have a $6,500 account. So my gosh, just for that, it's pretty freaking cool. There's a third guy that I'm trying to get to come right now. We're working on logistics and I think he'll be there. His name's Ron. Ron flipped 800 houses last year. He literally runs his business with a small staff of five, believe it or not, 800 houses. And the guy works about 20 hours a week. He is the visionary of his organization. He doesn't do any of the legwork and he literally flipped 800 houses in literally 20 hours a week or less. This stuff is possible, man. And when you hear from people who are actually doing it and you hear real life stories and how they pulled it off and how much of a disaster they were three, four, five years ago and not living any of this stuff, I'm telling you, man, it gives you some proof to go, okay, maybe I can actually pull this stuff off. So then when you got the plan to go along with it. I love it. One thing I I always say is one thing I know, I know I don't know everything. So just like Marcus (laughs) said, I will be there myself taking advantage of this and filling out the workbook for sure. So. That's awesome. I'm excited. So you have a little more energy now? Can you guys feel there it? There we go. There we go. Mike's getting pumped up. Getting pumped up. Pumped up. There you well, go. Sean, I really want to appreciate you talking to the residents of Arizona and to the Azria family. We anticipate great things on those dates when, you, when you're here. And we know that it's going to be a life-changing event. And I'm not just speaking that just to speak it, but I know that just in this 
this conversation here is some things that I'm like, okay, I need to look at and I need to yeah. evaluate. So guys, be there. Sean, thank you so much. Mike, any final words in party? No, I'm good, man. Thank you, Sean, for being here. I'm excited to meet you in person on November 8th. Look forward to it. Me too, man. Thanks for having me out and I look forward to seeing you. It's coming up fast. God bless you guys. Thanks for having All me right. out. All right. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening to The Ezria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.